The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Hundred thirty years ago, there was a yeshiva in Prishborg. Originally, the Chassam Seifer's yeshiva. Seifer wasn't anymore with us. Bechayim. The yeshiva was run by his children, grandchildren. And obviously, like a yeshiva, like any yeshiva, like any moisid, it needed funds. There was a couple who lived in Peshborg, were well-to-do, and they were benevolent. They decided to help the yeshiva on a yearly basis with a hefty, hefty nidava, hefty sum. Beautiful. The woman in this couple had always a very heavy heart for people who never weren't zeicher to find a shidduch, to find a match. And they got older and older and eventually they left the world and there was no one to say Kaddish after them. And she wanted to do something for these nishamas. So she went to Anhal of the yeshiva. And she said to them, Baruch Hashem, we're able to help the yeshiva in a big way. I have a bakash, I have a request. Could the yeshiva have someone say once a day, Kaddish Yosem, for any nishama that's left, that left the world and they have no one to say a Kaddish after them. She was only happy. Why not? They said, okay. And they had either the designated one bacha to say it, or someone from the Hanhala, or rotation. But the bottom line is, every day, there was a Kaddish, Yasem said, for any neshama that does not have someone to say Kaddish after them. Beautiful. And this went on for years. Eventually, the husband, this Nadvin, his time came, and he left the world. And his almona, she couldn't run the business well. She wasn't capable enough. And the business started going down, down. She was also left with a burden. She had two daughters. Marriageable age. Moving along in time. And she could not marry them off. She didn't have the funds in those days. You just didn't just marry off your child, your daughter. You had to give a certain amount of money. Even if it wasn't like the Kailal life of today, to learn and be able to, the husband should be able to learn a Kailal. It was just simply that the couple should have some money, that the husband should be able to start some kind of a business and have day to day. There were no programs. There was no, nothing available for sustenance. You needed simply, a, so if a person did not have money put away to marry with their daughter, very hard to marry with them. So she was left with two issues. There was no Parnassa in general. And Mimele, she couldn't give to the yeshiva anymore. And she had two daughters in that They weren't getting married because there's no money. She went to the yeshiva building. And she went into the Hanhala of the yeshiva and she asked Abakosha. She said, you know, my circumstances is not what it used to be. I can't give the yeshiva any more funds, donations. 
But you know that it bothers me very much about the Yiddish Neshamas. They have no Kaddish. Could the Yeshiva do me a favor? Continue this Gvaldeketayelis of saying Kaddish every day, this Kaddish Yasem. And if Hashem will give me eventually my Panasim will become strong again, I will restart my donations to the Yeshiva. The Yeshiva agreed, and the Kaddish continued. In her mind, she said, this is my biggest problem. My daughters, the Eivishter is Avi Yisayimim, they are Yisayimus, they're orphans. The Eivishter is Avi, is the father of the orphans, the Eivishter will take care. So that, she was calm. But the Nishamas, the Yiddish Nishamas, that don't have a Kaddish, and Baruch Hashem, she was able to take care of it, the yeshiva was masking. She leaves the yeshiva building. She walks on the street, and right in front of her, there's a man with a long, white, beautiful beard. And for some reason, this old man asked this woman, what are you doing here in the area? So she says, she needed to go into the yeshiva, and she had this request, he asks her, what's in general your situation? You tell me you have no money. She says, yeah, and I have two daughters. Shem's going to help. But it's not easy. They want to get married. I want them to get married. And so this man, this old man, asks her, how much money do you think you need per each daughter that it should be a good chance that Bacham will say, okay, mask him. So she mentioned the number, a big number. And he said, you know what? I feel for you. I'm going to write you out now a check for the full amount, the total of for these two. Go tomorrow morning to the bank and cash it. Unbelievable story. Someone, she didn't know. He says to her, but you know, I'm a little concerned. It's a big amount. You'll come to the bank and the bank won't trust the signature for such a big amount. And they might not redeem it. They might not cash it for you. I want to aid them to be here. And I'm going to sign in front of them. And I'm going to give them a piece of paper with my signature also for future reference. That in case you go to the bank and they won't allow you to cash it, you'll get these to aid them. You'll bring them to the bank and they'll say they saw with their own eyes. And they recognize the chasimah. She said, because it. She went right back into the yeshiva building. She goes upstairs and she asks Tubachim, can you please come with me outside? I need this for a certain chasimah. And Tubachim came out. He signed. He gave him a paper with, it, with his signature. They should remember it. And they went back into the yeshiva and he left. The next morning, this Freud goes into the bank. She comes to the bank. She shows the teller check for tremendous chum. Check. Teller looks at it, something didn't seem right. He said, one minute. And he goes to the back, and he sp- tells, shows it to the manager, and tells the manager, what should I do with this? The manager says, who's here? He told him, some lady. He says, bring her back. So before, the, before they took her into the actual office of the manager, they put her into a side room. She thought already the world was caving in on her. They chayshed her. Fraud, fake signature, who knows what they're going to do to her. She's stuck. They put her into her room. Eventually, they told her, come, into the mansion. 
The manager asks her, who wrote this check? Who signed this check? She said, an old man I met on the street yesterday. You met an old man on the street yesterday, signed this check? Yeah, she says, and I can bring you two witnesses that if you need, that will, that will ascertain, yes, that it's true, they will confirm. So, he says, if I would show you a picture, would you be able to recognize the picture if it's that person that you saw yesterday? She says, of course. And these two witnesses would also be able to identify it. He shows her a picture of his father. And she said, this is him. His father was not alive anymore. And this bank manager, Chalashti, fainted on the spot. It meant his father was not anymore in this world, had come to give this check to this person. And he told the teller, this, this manager was the actual bank owner also, the money was his. And he told her, go and give this woman, cash the check, and send her on her way. And the staff there, we went to Meshuggah. What, what, what happened here? And he fainted. What's going on? So afterwards, he told them exactly what happened. He says, my father was a frumayid. I, Nebuch, left the fold, Nebuch, I lost my way. And I married a shiksa, a goite. My father, when he left the world thereafter, I did not say Kaddish for him. And last night, my father came to me in a cholom. And he said to me, You know that you went off. You know that you, did, you, don't, you didn't say, you don't say Kaddish after me. Tomorrow, a woman who made sure that there should be a Kaddish for those who don't have someone, their offspring say Kaddish after them, will be coming to the bank with a check. With my check. I want you to cash it. He wakes up in the morning, he said, and he told his shiksa the story. And she laughed it off. She said, a wild hallucination. A dream has no meaning. But he says, now when she came, oh, was this a dream? A real thing? This woman, who appreciated every Yiddish Neshama, and she wanted to make sure that that Yiddish Neshama should have a tikkun. And she made sure there should be a Kaddish. For every one, each one of these lost Nebuch souls, these lost Neshamas, was Zoyche to get from someone who her Kaddish that was being said because of her, for him, he helped her in return. And he came to this world, the Hockets, and he physically, the gave with the opportunity was given in Hashemayim that he could come by Hockets and give her a check and get her on her way to marry her for children. The end of the story is a beautiful story besides this beautiful ending that we just said. That this bank manager was so nispoiled from so nisragish from this nifloistic mindset that happened. He was choyze b'tshuva and he was able to convince his shiksa 
to be megayer, uh, emesi yiddish halachadikigayrus, genuine interest in becoming a yid, and egeblibma from a yid afterwards, after his chayzeh b'tshuva. A yiddish in neshama. There's no lost neshama by Yidin. There's no lost soul. Az Yashem Moshe of Nei Yisrael. Every Yiddish neshama. This story was told by one of these two Bacharim that were the Aiden, the witnesses that were called out from the yeshiva to witness the signature of this old man. And his name was defamed Rabbi Yisuf Chaim Zonnefeld, the Rabbi Shalayim. He said he was actually one of those aides, him with another big Talmud from that yeshiva, also a guy in Rabbi Yehuda Greenwald. It was Rabbi Yisuf Chaim Zonnefeld and Rabbi Yehuda Greenwald, these two eventual Goinim. At that time, we were learning as Bachrim in the yeshiva. They were the aides, and Rabbi Yisuf Chaim self shared. This Nerdike story. What a Hafladike, Hafladike. Ashgoche. But Abishta runs the world. Make sure. No Yish in the Shama gets lost. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.